Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to person, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Shakia Augustine with us today. She is an actress, writer, producer, and singer. She's best known for her recurring acting role as the voice of Shonda on the CW's Black Lightning. And she is set to appear in an upcoming episode of Atlanta alongside Donald Glover, which airs on September 15th. And we're going to talk about that, that and then some more, more, maybe a sneak peek at something. But yeah. W- welcome to the show. Welcome. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris and Sandy. I'm happy to be here. It's our pleasure. Awesome. You know, I always like mm-hmm. to start kind of same way. You know, last couple of years has been rough for a lot of people, yeah. um, but especially in entertainment. So how have you yeah. kind of maneuvered through all this? You know, um, I think uh, especially during the pandemic for actors, um, things slowed down as far as like auditioning, just because um, I think the industry was still just trying to figure out how to transition into more virtual auditions. Yeah. Um, so really, I, I think I'm a little lucky because I don't just act and I write and also produce. Um, it gave me more time to focus on other things because I think sometimes acting does take so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, just, mm-hmm. you know, auditioning and then being on set. So during the pandemic, I really had the opportunity to just write like um, when I'm just at home or, you know, working from home. It's, it's so much easier to write when there aren't any distractions and you don't have a ton of auditions. So um, during that, during the pandemic, I was able to write my own web series. Um, I oh, produced wow. it. Mm-hmm. I starred in um, I also starred in it. So during that time. It was more difficult to to produce a web series because everybody was kind of afraid to come out. So (laughs) (laughs) the web series we shot ended up being a very small crew. Just uh, my husband and I were producing it. Um, But we kind of wrote to the time. So a lot of the scenes we wrote were more centered on, uh, you know, one or two characters, a scene or um, just more intimate settings where we didn't have to go to that many locations. But on the plus side, um, because it was the pandemic, I think a lot of people were just a lot more generous. So we got <laughs> yeah. we got to take advantage of just a lot of free locations. Like one of the scenes we had to shoot was in a hair salon, um, a hair a hair store actually, which is uh-huh, usually yeah. very difficult to get. But because I guess you know just nobody was doing that much shopping in person. We just emailed a hair store and they were like, yeah, sure. You can come here and shoot for five hours for free. So it was like, like, luckily, you know, we were able to take advantage of it. But yeah, the times have just been um, really difficult for creatives. And I think also being creative, we find ways to, you know, adjust and, you know, roll with the punches and maintain that creativity. So I I say sometimes (coughs) during, you know, tragic moments, it's where, I think more creativity is born. Yep. And you know what's crazy about all this, because we've talked with a lot of actors who have said this too, is, is although it's one thing that's helped with the pandemic is a lot of auditions are now done um, through Zoom. Yeah. And it's on one sense, that's great. But in a second sense, if you're in L.A., instead of competing with everybody in L.A., you're now competing with the world. The entire world. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely gotten more competitive. Um, but I think I think competition is healthy and I think it it just allows for, you know, the right person to get the opportunity because mm-hmm. I think yeah. honestly when the pandemic started, I was in Atlanta. So, 
it was great for me because usually I wouldn't get to audition for jobs in Los Angeles <laughs> as much because they wanted to keep it in Los Angeles. But once the pandemic opened, I got to meet casting directors in LA. Wow. I got to meet wow. coaches in LA. I got to meet writers in LA. And the pandemic is the reason why I actually moved to Los Angeles because in the process of meeting so many other people that were doing so many other things, I thought, oh, there's there's so much more going on there that I can take advantage of. Wow. And that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple mm -hmm. months before everything got shut down and our original yeah. plan was maybe 100 interviews first year. Thought if we could do that, be a great foundation. And then everything started to get shut down. I told Sandy, you know, um, this may be a blessing for us. Yeah. Um, if we take advantage of this, because mm -hmm. a lot of people who normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show. We just reached out to anybody and everybody and we end up doing over 300 interviews in 2020 and we're almost yeah. 600 now. Wow. That's amazing. So we, we, you know, we took it and we ran because we were like, you know what, this, this may never happen again, this type, type of opportunity. Right. And let's hope it don't happen in that way anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was like, right. you know what, this opportunity for us may never happen again. So we just better just burn out if we have to, but go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how I felt shooting during the pandemic. It was like, what, what, what else am I going to do? Just sit at home. I'm forced to stay at home. I might as well do something creative while I'm here. So taking, taking advantage of the moment is, is it's smart and it's, it's healthy. Really. It's like find a way <laughs> to stay active because before I was writing the web series, I was literally on the news like every day, like trying to keep up with what's going on. And it really just started to overwhelm me. So I was like, yeah. I really need to mm -hmm. pour my time and energy into something more creative than just CNN all day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to any level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about that side of it because it's glossed yeah. over a lot of times because um, a lot of people think, oh, if you got a talent, you'll make it. But that we both know that is not always just just so many things that have to line. Yeah. So let's take a few moments. Just tell us about some of the sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are today. Well, honestly, for one, sacrificing time with friends and family. Um, I think when I was, I was actually just talking to my husband about this. And I, after I uh, recently filmed a, a series, a drama series, I, I was reflecting on what I thought this would be like as a kid. And I was like, as a kid, I, I, I thought this was going to be a fantasy. I thought I was going to be like Cinderella, you know, um, mm -hmm. I just, I just had this glamorous idea. Um, and I like to look at things on like a macro level level and a micro level. And like the macro idea is like, oh, uh, premieres and award shows and <laughs> looking nice on the red carpet. But the micro level is like the day-to-day -day work that you have to do on a constant basis. It's like people see the podcast go up, but they don't know all the things you had to do to prepare for this, like interview questions and thinking researching who you want to interview next and getting the word out. So I think as an actor, and how many rejection uh, emails we get a month rejections, yeah. you have to, you have to become immune to, to rejections <laughs> yes. and you almost mm -hmm. have to like, just tell yourself, I'm going to get told no. And I have to almost ignore it. I have to find a way to look past the nose. And yeah. 
that that's something I realized the older I got. And I think the older you get, the more realistic things become. When you're a kid, you're just dreaming. And then when you become an adult, you're like, oh, I have bills to pay. <laughs> and I have, <laughs> I have to take care of myself. Like, dad isn't going to. And sometimes that becomes a negative because sometimes then you got a lot of adults have got this passion in them that they've never pursued because, oh, I've got this responsibility. Yeah. And I believe, just my opinion, that your kids will best benefit by seeing you chase the, your dream against all odds. Yeah. And I think, I think when it comes to just chasing your dreams, I think the, the best way I can put it is you just have to find a way to balance it all. Yep. And yeah. even when I first graduated college, I got a, a regular nine to five. I was working in corporate finance, but I always tried to find time to be creative. Yep. Like I made that mm -hmm. a priority. So I work nine to five and then from five to seven, I'm at rehearsal for a play that I have on the weekends. Or sometimes my coworkers would be like, come out to happy hour with us. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I have rehearsal or I have class or I have this writing workshop I'm doing just so that I, I never felt like I was giving all of my time to this job to pay my bills. And a lot mm -hmm. of the times, also a financial sacrifice. Um, hanging out with friends is expensive. Going on these trips with friends to, <laughs> at the time, Los Angeles or uh, <laughs> the UK or anywhere you're going, it, it's expensive. So even sacrificing that and being like, oh, I'm, I got this paycheck. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to, yeah, I'm going to pay my because bills, you gotta but make maybe it I'm going to, you got to make it last. But maybe putting a certain amount of money aside to take a class or to take a workshop with someone yeah. that can teach you something or to shoot a short film, you know, anything that kind of can help you balance your passion because yeah, you do have to make money and hopefully one day you will make money off of your dreams. But until then you've got to find a way to balance. And also one thing I've been focusing a lot on now is just my mental health, because like you said, the mm -hmm. rejection really can start to get to yeah. you. So yeah. I always try to balance it. I, I made a promise to myself a couple of years ago that I was like, I'm going to always audition. I'm going to always put myself out there and ask or uh, put myself in the position to be chosen. But I'm always going to find a way to choose myself. So yeah. me yeah. shooting my web series and filming the web series and giving myself a role is a way of choosing myself. So at the end of the year, when I look at all the things I've done, yeah, I've done tons of auditions and I booked a a few cool jobs, but I also shot this short film and I was the star of it. And for that one moment, I felt like a real actress, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, like for us, you know, same way with balancing, you know, we created a show where we do it together. So, yeah. And then, it, you know, to keep us afloat in the evenings, we deliver food and all that for mm -hmm. people. So we do that together. So we, you know, and that kind of pays our bills while we try yeah. to build this brand. Yes. And I homeschool the little ones in the yeah. morning. So, yeah. so, so, you know, we, yeah, you have to find a way to balance, but at mm -hmm. the same time, not let the, not let you go so far this way to where you give up on your dreams either. There, yes. there is a balance there. And as you grow, you may, you know, again, some of that, you will be out of balance for a temporary period. Yeah. There's just no doubt about that, but yeah. it needs to be temporary. And I've seen some people where they're out of balance in their life and marriage and all that for five years, 10 years. Well, yeah. that's going to be a problem eventually. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like you've got to find a way to um one thing i like doing is like at the beginning of every year and every month setting intentions for the month so that i yeah. can have balance and i feel like mm -hmm. it's once you start to realize that you have to be intentional about it um it becomes so much more tangible i think so a lot mm -hmm. of times we we're just doing things and we're not necessarily really really consciously thinking about the efforts we're putting in and and being like oh okay on on sunday nights i'm gonna have date night with my husband and on tuesdays and wednesdays i'm gonna write for two hours and on these days i'm gonna walk my dog and teach him how to sit and mm -hmm. teach him how to roll over you know just having the balance uh an hour a day or 30 minutes a day or five minutes a day i'm gonna take a walk and meditate like you have to like i have these things the key kinda, is routine Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, routine is the, is the mm -hmm. perfect, it's the perfect word. Like, like I, I'm, I'm best friends with my calendar because I just, <laughs> yes. I'm like, what do I have to do today? I need moments of just, cause you know, to be creative, you do need moments of freedom. You need moments you where you're not working because that's where the ideas come. Some of my best ideas come when I'm taking a walk or in the shower or you know, walking my dog, that's when some yeah. of the, the coolest ideas come to mind. So you do have to just create space to be able to just not always be working. So you have to kind of put that into it, but also being able to say no to certain things. And that goes back to mm -hmm. just sacrifice. You can't always be everywhere for everybody. So sometimes you have to decide where and when you can put your energy into something and being okay with saying no, being okay with not going to that party this week, but maybe next week go to the party. Just just go to the party because you might you might meet someone there. You might you know your friend might tell you a great story that works for your short film, and you just never know. So, yeah, like um, for us, one of the things that we do living here in Savannah, Georgia, to kind of help the marriage stay fresh and the family stay fresh is you know once or twice a month we'll shoot down to like either Jacksonville or Charleston for the day it's only two hours so you can shoot yeah. there spend the day just enjoy and then come back that evening and yeah. and you know and it really does help just to get a you know again we could probably do the same thing in Savannah but you mm -hmm. know what we, we want to get away you know yeah. even if it's for the day you get away yeah. And I think that that really, we've been doing that for years now. And we it, have many years. And it's, in fact, kids, Sunday, yeah. we're now granted yeah. we're going overnight this time, but Sunday we're going to, to Charleston for the night. Oh. And, and then next month for our 20th anniversary, we're shooting up to Nashville for a week. So we're excited about that. Happy anniversary. Congrats. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we definitely appreciate thank that. Um, but yeah. Travel is our go-to. I mean, it that's is, just, I mean, sure. mm -hmm. doing what we do, the great thing about, the, about what we do with our show is, you know, I don't do shows when we travel, but mm -hmm. I do create YouTube shorts and stuff like that. Yeah. So that it keeps my YouTube channel active. So yeah. when we're, when we are traveling, what do people like to see stuff when you travel? So YouTube shorts really yeah. work. So, so yeah. it's like a really creative process when we do go somewhere too, still. And, you know, I think traveling is good. I haven't done as much traveling as I would like, but just this past weekend, I actually went to a writer's retreat in Palm Springs. Oh, wow. And I'm I'm new to L.A., so it's it's the perfect time to, like, go to different places. Like, for, for Christmas, I went yeah. to San Diego, um, just trying to explore the lay of the land. But just, just being at that writer's retreat, it felt like a, a mental reset for me, just kind of wow. being yeah. in a, a mm -hmm. new place, being around new people. 
And I, I, we barely got any writing done because we were just con- <laughs> connecting and building relationships. But it, it felt like, wow, you know, the pandemic is still kind of going on and we're still kind of inside. So being able to get out and just, just you know, kind of work with other people and talk with other people and just kind of be free is sometimes all you need to kind of just reset or feel, feel refreshed, I'd say. And Especially when you talk to people way. doing what you do. Oh, yeah, that's... Because I have like a handful of other podcasters that have their own shows mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll talk on the phone or we'll text back and forth. Yeah. And and sometimes I'll get texts from the, they're ready to quit. I'll be texting, oh, I'm ready God. to quit. You know, <laughs> and then we all talk, talk each other out of it. And stuff. <laughs> a, a community is so important when you're doing things creative. Um, I was, I was telling, we were talking about it at the Writers Retreat and I was talking about just writing a script and I was like, sometimes I feel crazy because nobody's asking me to do this. Like Nobody's like, Chris and Sandy, make sure you do that podcast. Make sure you film. Like nobody's, nobody's telling you, you have to like have the discipline. And even when you don't want to do it, you have to do it. Even when you don't feel like it today, you have to do it. Um, so just I'll be having, honest with you. Today was one of them days I did not feel like it. But again, it was. Gonna but you were going to do it no matter what. Yeah. Unless, I, unless I got the flu, I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And, and I'm glad I did because I love the conversation. Yeah. And then at the end, sometimes you just feel so much better. Sometimes it's just getting into it. Um, but I think a, a community is is perfect. I'm grateful that my husband is also um, artistic and creative as well because. We both have our days where, and, and luckily we're not both in, in you know, having those days at the, at same, the same time. time. There are some time. days where he's like, I just don't, I'm not that's feeling up. it. And, I'm, and, I'm, the, and yeah. I'm the one that's like, we can do this, you can do it, yes. <laughs> you got it. And then there are days where I'm like, nobody wants to read this script, nobody cares. And he's like, no, somebody wants to read it, somebody's gonna love it. And I'm just like, you're right, okay, I got it, I can do it, you know? So it's yeah. good. It's good to have the right people around you and surrounding yourself with people who actually do do what you do because they're gonna hold you up and there are gonna be times where they're gonna need you to hold them up and yeah, because because I've got that. a few friends of mine that were mm-hmm. like, okay, if you make it really big first, you'll pull me, and if I do it, I'll pull you with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you need that. You need to know people. You need to. How else are you gonna get these interviews unless you know people? Unless you get to know people. How else am I going to get my scripts made unless I get to know actors and get to know other yeah. writers and producers? Mm-hmm. So it as much of it as even though a lot of it is, you know, kind of like a solo act, so much of it involves other people. So you you yeah. have to you have to build these relationships and they people keep you going. So we talked a lot about the sacrifice side and that let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few wow moments for you? Um. Wild moments, I'd say, um, honestly, moving moving to Los Angeles has been a, a mm-hmm. wild moment for me. Um, I'm originally- Is it everything from, you thought? No and yes. I, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know what what I thought. I mean, sometimes you just don't even know what you were thinking. You were just You're like- from I Atlanta, to at place. least the traffic probably wasn't a big thing I, since it's I, the same. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even from Atlanta. I'm originally from Florida. I'm from a very small town in Florida. Um, It's Oakland, Florida. It's like maybe 20 minutes from Disney. So it's Uh, outside. It's it's like a small town. Yeah, it's a small (laughs) town outside of um, Orlando. Everywhere you go, there's going to be traffic. (laughs) 
Yeah, pretty much <laughs> traffic is just my life. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't until after college that I moved to Atlanta. But I think the the wow moment for me was moving to Los Angeles because I don't think I ever thought about moving to LA um, until I started to learn more about the industry in college and everybody would say, oh, you gotta move to New York or you gotta move to LA or you gotta move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Atlanta felt like a more realistic and affordable <laughs> uh, an affordable transition for us. So um, we moved to Atlanta and it was for a year. We moved there for a year, but while we were there, soon as we moved there, the pandemic hit. So oh, wow. Oh, wow. while I, I didn't I didn't get to really experience Atlanta the way I wanted to because the whole time I was there, we were locked in. Um, wow. But then just in the process of doing more research and deciding we were going to move to LA, uh, we rented a U-Haul and we drove to LA ourselves with all our stuff in the truck, our car latched to the U-Haul truck. So just that, that drive on its own was just uh, a eye-opening experience because it's like, I'm going to this place. It's more expensive in this place. This isn't a place I can go and kind of play around. I have to be serious about what I'm doing. Um, So being in LA has just been it's it's been a wow factor for me because I've met so many people here. I I was just at an at an event the other day and I was right next to Issa Rae and I was like, this would have never happened if I was in Florida. Like I I probably would have seen her somewhere, but the fact that I got to like literally be in front of her and just say hi, it was just like wow, I'm 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 in the space with people I've seen on TV since wow. I was a kid and I'm getting to meet people. I'm getting to shake hands with people. And I've just been in awe of wow. how normal everybody <laughs> feels. Because when you see people on TV, you just- they're like you and I. Yeah. Just really, you, people just yeah. don't realize that. You don't realize it. You think people on TV are just stars and there's this otherworldly thing about them. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, oh, she says hi, just like just like me. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's been the the biggest wow factor is just kind of running into people that you used to see on TV and actually getting to have a conversation with them. And all of a sudden your dream starts to just feel more like more something real. you can actually, yeah, it feels more real. You know, that's like us. You know, we've had so many people on our show that we never uh, imagined. I mean, we've had your Randy Travis, Sarah Evans, mm-hmm. Lee Bryce, um, Ed Asner before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people at the top, top levels. And we're just yes. sitting there like, you know, we never imagined yeah. doing all this. And yet here we are. Yeah, it's 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 almost it doesn't even feel real until like it happens and you're like. I'm I'm doing the thing. I'm I'm doing the thing I said I was gonna do. It doesn't always look maybe the way you imagined or mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the, whatever that thing is you imagined, but just kind of being able to get to a space where, oh, this started as just an idea. And it, it was it was just it was just a thought. It was just, oh, let's start a podcast. It was like, oh, let's move to LA. And then when you actually do the thing and you start to see the fruits of your labor. It's it's so rewarding, and honestly, it, it's really what keeps you going. It's yep. it's like those little bit, those little ounces of rewards just keep. Oh, I'm on the right track. Oh, I I should keep doing this. Oh, let's let's talk to this person. You know, it's, <laughs> oh, let me meet this person. You're the more you accomplish, the bigger your ideas become. 
Exactly. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your episode of Atlanta. Oh, um, Atlanta was so much fun to shoot. Um, it's been a, a, a dream project. I remember when it first came out, I, because uh, the show is in a similar, I guess, uh, tone and genre that I write in. So I was already a fan of the show. And mm -hmm. the first time I saw the show, I was upset I didn't write it myself. I was like, oh, I wish I, I, wish I would have came up with yeah. this idea. And then, wow. you know, I, I never saw myself on the show because I just, it, it seems so far away. It seems so just distant. It, it's like one of those things mm -hmm. where you just dream about, but you're like, I'm not going to get on that. And then um, it wasn't until I actually moved to L.A. and I was still getting auditions from Atlanta Projects because it shoots in Atlanta. And... The audition process, once the audition came in, I was already psyched because I was like, whoa, I got an audition for Atlanta. That was the win for me already. I wasn't even thinking about getting the role because they, they tell actors like, don't don't go into it thinking you've got the role. Don't go into it, you know, with with this anxiety of wanting just go in and be yourself and just do the part, do the work. And then if the work resonates with them, they'll pick you. Um, but when I was reading the script, I just felt like the character was so me. So I was like, I feel like this is me, but I'm probably not going to get it. I'm just going to I'm just going to audition and just, you know, throw it away. Um, so after I auditioned for it and I got the call that I booked the role, I had to go back to Atlanta to shoot. Oddly oh, wow. enough, I moved to L.A. and then the first year being in L.A., I had to go back to Atlanta like four oh, times. Crazy. Wow. Four times to shoot. So I was like, I was barely working while I was there. And now that I'm not there, I'm always working there. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but working on that project was so much fun. It, it felt like everyone was just so comfortable doing whatever their job was. There was this peaceful type of energy on set kind of the way the show feels, how everybody's kind of cool and collected. That's that's how it feels on set. It feels oh, like yeah. everyone is mm -hmm. so comfortable in their in their in their roles and in the parts that they're playing. Everyone is so chill. Everyone feels happy to be there. There was just such good energy on that set. And it was honestly one of the one of the best sets I've ever been on because I just felt so welcomed. Even though I had a, a small I played a small part in that first episode. It just felt like I wasn't treated like a side character. I was treated like someone who was important, someone who mattered. And to actually have scenes where I got to share dia dialogue with Donald Glover and Zazie Beats and even yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, mm -hmm. I had a scene with him where I get to talk to him. So I'm like, I'm in the scene with like all the all the heavy hitters right now. So I'm like, <laughs> I feel I feel good about this. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was a, it was honestly a dream come true without me even realizing it. And being on set almost felt a little weird because I was like, why does this feel so easy? Why does everybody feel so <laughs> chill? Everybody just felt like it just, it was, it was such a peaceful set. That's, that's the only way I, I know how to put it. It was, it didn't feel chaotic or like People were rushing. Nothing felt rushed. It felt like everybody was taking their time and just trying to do their best work. And you appreciate that as an actor because there are some sets where you are in and out and they are, the time <laughs> matters. And they're like, you've got, you've got about 30 minutes and hair and makeup. And you're mm -hmm. like, you're, you're like constantly like on the go. 
But there was just so much time to kind of meditate and sit and talk to Zazzy Beats. Like we sat and talked about working out and workout classes, just random conversations we had that just made me feel like, oh, yeah. there isn't any, there isn't any ego on this set, you know? It felt mm -hmm. like everybody was just welcoming and just laid back and cool. Yeah, we've talked with some people on different sitcoms where they say you'd come in that morning and they'd hand you this script. Here's your lines, and you have to do <laughs> yes. one hour. Sitcoms are insane. They're so they're so fast paced, and sometimes even while you're filming a scene, they're changing the lines, or they're like, "Oh, we're switching this," and you're, <laughs> you just did it. Like, well, I just learned this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to know it well, but like with sitcoms, it is very, very fast paced. And it's because they're just trying to like sitcoms. Sometimes they're doing 20 episodes a, a season. So they have to account for all that time. But something like Atlanta, it's just 10 episodes and they kind of film it like a drama where they just can mm -hmm. take a little bit more time. But the real comedy sets, they are they are no joke. And like, I didn't know this, but like, if I'm not mistaken, like Jeopardy, Will of Fortune, all the shows like that have mm -hmm. filmed like four or five times in one day um yeah. I, you know so you could literally be keep winning and be there all day <laughs> wow <laughs> i didn't know that I'm like Jeffrey. every week like we what well, we would see it it's like yeah you keep winning you're going you're you're pretty much going to be there all day and you can you imagine wow. how hard that can be for you if, when you start winning a lot Trust me, just just people don't realize how exhausting it is just being on camera. Like <laughs> you're you're trying to put on somewhat of a performance, you know, and just mm -hmm. just performing is difficult. Just talking for 30 minutes is difficult. It's like especially if you don't talk long winded all the time. So it's a game like Jeopardy, I can only imagine because there is a performance aspect to it. Like you have to have this high energy and you've got to be, you know, just giddy all the time and that's that's exhausting you know that at the end of it I'm sure they're like oh oh another game okay all right I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the show Kyle yes and thanks, thank you Kyle <clears throat> but um but as you know a lot of people they see you but they don't see the team behind you the village yeah. is so to speak. oh yes in our so opinion important. the team mm -hmm. never gets any love but on our show, they yeah. get love. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Um, I'll start with uh, my husband. He's my creative partner, um, Daniel Augustine. We work a lot together. Um, and he's one of the one of the the main people that really, really pushes me on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of like my first, my very first web series was created because I was auditioning for a lot of other web series or other projects and I wasn't really getting picked. And so I said, you know, I'm gonna write my own web series and I'm I'm gonna perform in it. And he was uh, supportive enough to say, oh, I know how to shoot. So I'll film it and edit it for you. So little things like that, just kind of helping fill in the spaces where maybe I don't have them. Um, my publicist who set this up for me, like- We love them. Um, she's been- She's been so, so helpful in just helping me learn how to brand myself and just communicating with me about the opportunities that are kind of at my disposal and how to kind of communicate those to the world. Because a lot of times as an actor, we don't 
we just want to be creative. We we just want to mm -hmm. we just want to do the fun stuff. That's why teams are more important, so you can do what you do. Yeah, we don't we don't. I wasn't thinking about <clears throat> PR or doing interviews until maybe six months ago. You know, so as you as you evolve in your career, you start to learn. Oh, if I want to continue to do this, if I want to make a living off of this, I have to promote myself. I have to market myself and. I'm, I didn't, you know, major in marketing, but there are so many people out there that kind of specialize in things. So when you can meet someone who is like, oh, I specialize in marketing. Oh, grab that person by the hand and say, okay, help. how can you help me take my brand to the next level? Um, agents and managers, they are so helpful in the process. Um, I think as actors, we have to not lean on them and expect them to do all the work because yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of times actors will just sit around and wait for auditions but you can be out there building your own connections you can be out there getting to know casting directors on your own getting to know writers on your own um so not making it so much about just the team but knowing yeah. how to lean mm -hmm. on your team when they can help but also knowing how you can help your team and exactly. just show, mm -hmm. showing up and being ready and being prepared and doing doing the work and trying to get better at it is something that's going to team can make a break. Oh, trust me. <laughs> and and, <laughs> yes. and I think you you also have to learn when it's time to move on from a particular team. Like um, when I was in Florida, I had a Florida agent and I had a Florida manager, and that that rep was good for that location yep, for that, sure. now that i'm in Los Angeles, and for that moment and for that moment so mm -hmm. you kind of have to know when it's like it's not a bad thing to to out not necessarily i wouldn't even say outgrow people because um but it, it's not a bad thing to you have to, to always ask to and they on. take me to that next level exactly that, and yeah and again and you have to be honest about it because sometimes you might love this person but mm -hmm. but because of where they're at with their business yeah, they might not be trying to go to that level that where they can take you to that level. So you have to be honest, and they have yeah. to be honest. Where you can say, you know what, I'm trying to get to this next level, and this team can help me go there. Yeah, and that that just comes with being more intentional about where it is you're trying to go, and constantly setting those goals, and knowing that okay, I'm I'm going to LA, which means the playing field is different. I have to get an agent in LA. I have to get a manager in LA. I have to get, you know, people who I can work with in LA that know the lay of the land here because exactly. it's just mm -hmm. it's just different than in Florida. And my Florida agent just doesn't have the connections. You know, my, my Florida right. agent isn't mm -hmm. out here versus my yeah. LA agent yeah. is having lunch with casting directors in LA or they're mm -hmm. best friends with that showrunner <laughs> that's yeah. writing the show that you want to be on. So mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just about being intentional and knowing exactly yeah. what it is you want and being realistic about what it's going to take to accomplish those things. Love mm -hmm. that. <coughs> now, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, as I told you earlier, our 10-year-old. Sandy's going to go get him. I will get him. So while she's getting him, what's kind of next for you? Um, Next, right now, I... Uh, I just wrapped a series, uh, Cold and Windy. So during that time, I didn't really have a lot of time to write because we shot eight episodes in six weeks, which is a lot. And it was a wow. drama. So 
so far I've been taking a lot of time to write. And previously I've been writing a lot of web series and short films, but I, I really wanna move to the next level and be intentional about what I wanna create next. And I really wanna do features. And I've been wanting to do features for a while. So I'm actually writing a feature right now that I plan to produce and also star in as well. I'm co-writing it with a, a friend who um, wrote a short film I was in previously. So she's helping me write because she's written features before. So we're kind of teaming up to produce wow. that. Um, so that's next on my plate. And um, episodic season is coming up for actors. So that's like actors kind of have seasons in the year where, you know, auditions are kind of, you know, heavier, like during pilot yeah. season, that's kind of like January to like oh, wow. March. So there are like different seasons of the year where, where you're auditioning more than not. And the summer is always a little slower. So, I like to take, you know, the summertime to do like my heavy writing. So that's next up for me, hopefully to produce this feature um, because I, I do feel like that's the next step for me. I've done series and I've done short films, but to be able to carry a, a feature film is something that I'm really excited about. So hopefully sometime next year, it'll be in production. That's awesome. Okay, hi Shakira, so what's your food? Hi, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Say that again? I said, what's your favorite food? Favorite food or film? Food. Food. Yep, food. <laughs> I love tacos. Mm. tacos I'm, a, yes. I'm a taco Tuesday girl. I'm a taco Wednesday Any day, yeah. Friday girl. I'm getting tacos tonight. I just uh, found out about the Grove in LA and they have like this great taco place that I went to before and they have like frozen Frozen drinks, I love like frozen, especially in LA, it's like a hundred degrees right now. So anything frozen, I will drink it. If it's frozen water, I will drink it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, okay. I love pizza too. Pizza is We'd like eat it a, all day long if we gave it to him. Pizza is a <laughs> is a is a hard second. It's a it's a it's a hard second for me. I'm down with pizza. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what's for a TV show? Ooh. I am really okay. It's probably a given. Uh, Game of yeah. Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon is out right now, but that I'm gonna I'm gonna save that because that's kind of like an obvious. I'm really loving Hacks right now. Um, I just think it's just a great show, and it's it's got this strong balance between like comedy and drama. Like the jokes hit hard, but the drama is like so realistic, and I think it really touches on the life of an artist and I think it puts a, a strong em emphasis on what it really looks like to age in the industry because people don't really talk about that enough and how as you get older how do you grow in this industry and still and not feel like you need to quit just because you're not 22 you know how do you <laughs> how, how do you continue when you're in your 50s when you're in your 60s Cicely Tyson hit a hundred and she's still doing monologues. Well, look so at Betty, like, Betty White. Before yeah. I, she was about to hit a hundred before she I'm passed, like, but she was still in it. Yes. I'm like, I want to, <laughs> I want to be like that. So it's great to see those examples because we don't, we don't have a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, so my, my favorite show is SpongeBob. Oh man. I love Spon That was my favorite cartoon when I was a kid. I <laughs> loved, uh, what should, do you have a favorite episode? Favorite episode? Probably that pizza delivery one. 
I love the episode where it's it's an older episode, but SpongeBob. I don't know what happens, but like he goes to visit Sandy in like her her like bubble, uh, and he starts to like I remember that one. like dehydrate and like turn into an actual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's the first episode, right? Yeah. It might be, but it is. <laughs> It makes me cry every time I see it. I have a, I have one of the clips on my phone, and I have like a, a funny clips on my phone. So like whenever I'm like just bored or having like a dull day, I'll go watch funny clips, and that's one of them where he's just like dying for water. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's your movie? Ooh, favorite movie. It's an older movie, but I'd have to say, uh, Brown Sugar. With right. Sanai Lathan and Tay Diggs, that's always been my favorite movie since I was a kid. I love how they combine like music and romance, and that 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 film has been like a dream film for me. Like that's the type of role I would want to play, the role Sanai plays, because I just I love mute uh, films that kind of infuse all all forms of the arts. You know, it's not just a romance or a girl yeah. trying to fall in love. It's a girl who's a DJ. It's a girl who's a musician. It's a girl who's artistic. So um, I love films like that. They just kind of fuse all the arts together. What's yours? Mine is Dominions. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it mm. animated? Is it an yeah, animated? Yeah, they, yeah. Got the, they got the Minions, Minions 2, Despicable Me, Despicable oh, 2. Oh, okay, yes. With the I little Minions the, I've thing. Seen the, I've seen the, the Despicable one. Those are good. Those are funny, too. Yes. Right. Bye, thanks. <laughs> nice meeting you. I yeah, love loves, it. Yeah, he loves to be a part of it. That's amazing. That's good, though. It's good <laughs> that he wants to be involved. Because not all kids don't want to be involved. Some kids just want to play video games and... <laughs> just just hang out. So the fact that he wants to do it, you know, he'll probably have his own show one day. That's his plan. Yeah. That is awesome. We're, we're planning on starting a little podcast for him next year called Chit Chat with Chris. Oh, I love it. I so love we're it. Trying to He's train so him a little bit. About it. Yeah. I'm trying <clears throat> to chit chat with Chris. So let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will. And it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna play into he turns eleven in January, so it'll be after that. Yeah. So it's gonna play into um his age. So we're gonna make it where yeah. it's eleven minutes. Oh so, ooh. So, yeah. so, so when it's uh so then when he's twelve, we'll probably make it twelve minutes. I like and, uh, that. And, until yeah, he so feels much. like he can just do thirty minutes. Or yeah, yeah. Minutes, you know? <laughs> oh my god, that's such a that's such a great way to build up. I don't have kids yet, but I'm like gonna steal that idea. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta build them up because you don't want to just throw yeah. them to the wolves. Yeah, you don't. And and the sooner they start learning, the better. Like I'm I'm grateful that as a kid I was in band and I was doing all these creative mm -hmm. things because it really you really do just build your confidence as a kid when you just start doing creative things earlier. You mm -hmm. kind of you 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 trust yourself more when you can like hone your own creative voice and your own creative style. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? Oh, if I was, I told you I'm loving hacks right now. So I have this vision. I, I'd love to be Hannah Einbinder's scene partner. I love her. I think her energy is amazing. And I feel like her humor, I, I just get her humor. And I would just love if like season three, 
she's like in the writer's room and I'm like one of the writers in the room and we <laughs> become like best friends. Like That's what I want. I want us to become best friends and I want us to have a co-written episode together. So like we're kind of going back and forth <laughs> about how or what the episode should be like. So that that's like my that dream. Cool. I'm just going to manifest cool. that there so we that go. Yeah. we can try to make this happen. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so... Where do you want to be in the next five years? Oh, in the next five years, I would, I would love to be doing what I'm already doing, but on a, on a higher scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to be producing uh, and writing TV shows for bigger networks. I love HBO. I love Apple. Um, I love Hulu. I love ABC, FX. So, I would love to have my own show on one of these networks, kind of how Donald Glover and Issa Rae and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, how they have their own shows. I'd love, I'd love for that to be my, my five-year trajectory. And also films. Um, I really want to produce films. Um, I really want to star in films, but I'm writing two features right now. One of them I don't even plan to star in. It's just kind of a story that's inspired by my childhood and I can already see the another actress that I think would be great for it. But I, I just want to be able to have more support because right now I'm kind of writing and producing on my own. And I do get acting jobs that are bigger, but as a writer, I'm kind of producing my own things. I'm kind of, you know, uh, fundraising for opportunities. So it would be great to just have the support of heavy hitters like HBO who can really, really help you bring your your idea to life on, on a bigger scale and with all the all the grandiose ideas you have because when you're producing on your own, you're kind of like, I can't afford that, so let's <laughs> do this. Yeah. So it would be nice to just have a, a Game of Thrones moment where it's just like, oh, I can just, yeah. I can have dragons. I can you can dragons. do anything you want, right? Yes, so that that's the dream, to be able to, to just kind of <clears throat> not be stifled so i mean you're always stifled by budget even game of thrones but for it to not be the number one thing all the yeah, time absolutely. um so that that's the goal for me where they just say be creative go yeah what do you want <laughs> what do you want to do like oh wow thank you uh dragons i want dragons <laughs> yeah that's like for us one of our ultimate goals would be to where the Chris and Sandy show becomes um, maybe a fir the first married daytime TV interview show. Oh, that is a goal. As far as I know, there's like no daytime interview sh shows that you watch that are married couples. They're always. I don't of. think so. I don't think so. That would be. I'd watch that, and and I <laughs> I I I love that idea because being married, I feel like everything I see on TV is about singles it's about the single girl or the bachelor um and it's always about dating stories but you don't you don't see enough examples on tv about people who are happily married and trying to make it work or who are making it work so i feel like having those examples on television is is so important and it's something i'm constantly looking for myself like how do i how do i find examples of people who are doing what I'm doing and yeah. not just, you know, single and out there dating and on apps. And I'm like, that's not my life. I can't really relate to dating apps right now because I'm not on dating apps, but I'd love to know how you guys handle <laughs> arguments or how you guys figure out what's for dinner tonight, because that's like <laughs> such a thing all the time. 
So uh, I, I, I hope that idea comes to life. I'm sure it will. We're, you know, I got on, on, our, on our wall yes. uh, where it says Emmy winning the Chris and Sandy show. Oh, I love it. Because again, again if you're going to dream, you might as well dream big. Dream big, as big as you can. Because you're you're more likely to make it. I saw I read a quote the other day that said, um, no one ever hit a target they didn't like aim for. Like you don't just you don't just hit targets like by accident. Like you people set intentions, like I'm sure basketball players before the season are like, We are trying to win the finals. And there's an intention set. And when you set the intention, you know how hard you have to work in order to reach that goal. It just being, I, I feel like intention is just the word of the year. It's like the more intentional you are, the more specific you are about your goals, I think the easier it is to see it and like aim for that target, you know? Most definitely. Because um, so if, let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. Mm-hmm. What do you hope along that journey you never forget? I hope I never forget that I love doing this. I hope I never forget that even as a little girl, when I wasn't getting paid for it, when <laughs> no one cared when I was singing in the church choir, I hope I remember those moments and remember that even though I have money, even though I have success, even though I have all these awards or whatever the case may be, I always remember that this is something I love doing. This is something I'm passionate about. This is something I can't, I can't see myself doing anything else. And that as long as I still have that love there, I'll always have the best intentions for myself and the people around me. I'll always put out work that's honest. I'll always be authentic. I'll always be grounded. I'll always be centered in my purpose. And I won't let all these things that everybody wants get to my head. It'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm living my dreams and I, I love doing this. And as long as the love is there, I'm going to nurture this craft in the best way. And it won't be for selfish reasons. It won't be for the the notoriety because even as a kid, I was singing in the church choir like, like it was the Grammys. Like I, was, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I mm-hmm. like I would rehearse like crazy. Like church on Sunday, I have this solo. It's very important to me. There's only ten people at church, but I don't <laughs> care. This song matters, and I want to always keep that with me, knowing that I love it, and I'm gonna do it even if. Even if there isn't anyone clapping, I'll do it at home. I'll do it on the street. I'll do it. I'll do it on the subway. I just wanna. I just wanna know that, and remind myself that this is something I actually love to do. Mm-hmm. Love that. What are some things that inspire you? Oh, some things that inspire me. Um, other, I think other people inspire me a lot watching other people live out their dreams, whatever that dream is mm-hmm. passionately, really inspires me to do what I'm doing. Um, so even if it's someone who's 
a doctor when I like I have I have friends in different fields so even my friend who's a teacher and she's inspired by her students or she's inspired by putting together this cool lesson plan like that that yeah. inspires me like oh wow she she loves what she's doing she loves teaching those kids she loves making an impact on these students and I want to be able to have that same love as well. I want to be able to express my love for what it is I do in the same way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Art, art inspires me. Other, other shows inspire me. Watching other people do what they love. Um, especially, especially TV shows when they are, when they are just so ambitious. Um, they really just like, they kind of just open up a, a, a world of possibilities in my head and I just kind of allow myself to creatively be free when I can see other people doing the same thing. So people yeah. like you, Chris and Sandy, the way even, even having this conversation with you has inspired me and even you talking about putting your Emmy on the wall, like those are little, even little, little things like that inspire me. Like I have my vision board up as well. Um, so I'm like, Oh, I, I, those those things inspire me every single day. So I love talking to people like you two who are so aspirational and dream big because it makes me feel like I'm not crazy over here <laughs> dreaming as big as I dream sometimes. It's good to know that there are other people out there doing the same thing. And, and, and then being, I'm 50, I just turned 51 and still have the big dreams. There's a lot of people my yeah. age have lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't give up on your dreams. I want to I want to be 51 and still have big dreams. I don't want to feel like, oh, I've, I've made it or, oh, it's too late or all oh, this. There are so many people who who I guess they say like, oh, this is your second act in life where, oh, you accomplished these things. And now you're at this stage because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't think beyond like, oh, I, I want to accomplish this thing. But once you accomplish this yeah. thing, do you stop? No, your your no, your goals evolve going. and they get bigger. Yeah, you keep going. So it's 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 amazing. It's been amazing talking to you too because I feel like there there are other people out there who dream is big, you know, and have have these these amazing goals that are so possible. Um, we just have to put in the work every single day. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing I want to remind myself is even though this is a dream, it's also a job. It's a job and you have to mine it like a job. You got to work it like a job. If you mm -hmm. go to work, if you go exactly. to work nine to five every day, you're working eight hours on this person's job. So mm -hmm. you've got to put in those eight hours on your job, especially if you yeah. don't, if you don't have any other, any other jobs, it's like, oh, how can I maximize on expanding my career and putting in those eight hours for myself? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. And what would you like your legacy to be? What would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for? Um, I'd like to be known and remembered as someone who was able to create their own life. And I think a lot of times we're just living life. We're just kind of going day by day. But if you if you really set the goals, you can actually start to look at your life and say, I, I did this. I put this together. I created a son. I created a daughter. 
I created the opportunities to buy this house. I created the uh, a healthy environment to have a healthy marriage. Like you start to look at your life and say, oh, this is all because I put in the work to create and make all these things. And I'm actually happy with my life. And I think that's what it all boils down to being an artist. I don't think being an artist is about the fame or about the money or the, the awards. I think it's really about being able to create a life that you love and a life that you're happy living and a life that makes you feel mm-hmm. free and artistic and a, a life that just has, yeah, freedom, you know, to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to go on that weekend trip or that day trip with your family, you have the freedom to do that and create loving and happy experiences with your family. Like that's, that's, that's what I want to remember. For. Love that. So as we close out here, what advice would you give someone who wants to do what you do? I'd say learn as much as you can. Learn as much as you can. Read all the books. I'm not going to say read all the books because not all books are created equally, but research and figure out what books are important to read. Um, Listening to podcasts like the Chris and Sandy show are important because you you learn so much by just listening to other people talk about their careers and talk about yeah. their paths, even if it's not in acting, even if it's someone who's a surfer. It's like you can learn so much from someone in just a different career path. So I'd say learn as much as possible and surround yourself with people who are doing exactly what you want to do and be good to people. Be a good person. Be a nice person and <coughs> surround yourself with people who are going to be good to you as well. And if you. Yeah, because they say that the person that you stomp on to go up will be there when you're coming down. Oh, trust me. Yeah. They will. You'll have to, you'll have to see everybody again. So, especially, especially in entertainment, the world is so small. So, you 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 meet one person in your acting class and you think they're not that good or you don't you don't know them that well and then a year later they're the star of a TV show that yeah. you're on and, or they're your co-star or they're your director and you got to work with or, or you have to go into an audition of someone you just put you put down 2 3 years ago and they're the person that makes the decision yeah and it, <laughs> it happens more times than not because the world is smaller than we think Especially oh, yeah. when you're in a certain field, the world gets smaller and smaller when you realize, oh, I know there's a lot of people here, but there's not that many people in comparison to yep. all the people in the world. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody how they can find you. Um, You can find me on Instagram uh, at, Sh- at Shakia Augustine. That's S-H-K-I-A-A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N. I'm on Twitter at Kia Augustine. I don't really tweet that much. I'm more of like a Twitter uh, watcher. So like I watch tweets and I like to laugh at tweets. And when shows are like going live, I like to keep up with like the tweets. Um, But I'm on there. I love it. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. We definitely look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being here. You two were great hosts. And I feel like I learned so much just being here. And it's it's been an amazing opportunity to sit with you too. We appreciate it. We appreciate that so much. You were great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You too.